0: morning, says spiritual warfare. We have already read from Second Corinthians chapter 10. If you look at from verse 3, it tells us that the, we, even though we walk or live in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, pulling down strongholds, casting down imagination. Some would say casting down arguments. Okay? Bringing into captivity every thought, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of our Lord.
1: Praise God. I want to quickly show us, even though we would have seen it there, that the warfare is also a spiritual warfare. The weapons of the warfare are also spiritual
0: weapons.
1: If you go to Ephesians chapter Six. Verse 10 say, Finally, brethren, be strong
0: in the Lord and in the power of His might. Then, in the, verse 11, say, Put on the whole armor of God that you may stand, uh, that you may stand a devotee and also be able to defeat the wiles of the devil. Verse 12 says, talks about the amours, uh, sorry the enemy, because I want to tell us who the enemy is. We wrestle not against flesh or blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers. We wrestle Against spiritual wickednesses in the heavenly places. We wrestle against every power of the devil, the accuser of the brethren. And so, if the enemies are spiritual, obviously the warfare cannot be carnal.
1: And because the warfare is spiritual, the weapons also must not be carnal. On one side of this battle, we have already seen
0: principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world. We have already seen spiritual wickednesses in the heavens. It's important to know that on the other divide of the battle, of course you can see the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and especially the Holy Spirit who is with us today. And now you have the holy angels. As a matter of fact, the holy angels on one side are already more powerful than the evil angels that we fight all together. Because whereas Satan has been cast down with his demons, God still has an army headed by Michael, the archangel. And why I know that the enemies of God are still more powerful, I'm not talking about the Godhead now. It's because one day the Bible tells us Michael will single handedly take Satan the devil, bind him, and throw him into the bottomless pit. That tells you that technically speaking, this battle has been decided. We are the winners. Hallelujah. We are the winners because you even look at I've nothing. You and I too are on this other side. That is God's own side of the divide. So when you consider the Godhead on our side, consider the holy angels on our side, consider you and I on our side, can't you see that we should not be afraid of our enemy. Amen. I want to let you know. Having shown you. Who is fighting. And against who. I want you to also note. That the reason. It appears as if the devil. Is powerful. Is not because. He is really powerful. There is no strength or power. In certain the devil. Because. If you consider what Jesus did by the cross, the devil has completely been routed, defeated. I'll give you a few scriptures. If you go to a scripture like Colossians chapter 2, from 13, maybe 14, 15, it says that Jesus Christ spoiled principalities and their powers, made a show of them openly triumphing over him by the cross. I will explain to you what it means that Jesus spoiled principally. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, when we talk about spoil, think about something actually decaying or getting sad. No. When we talk about this spoiling, it has to do with war. It is a situation where a stronger king or general or military or an army defeats their enemy removes everything that ever gave them confidence take their weapons take their wives in the natural battle take all they have possess their land, capture their captain or the general kill him tie him to the chariot that carries the king, the victor king, and comes to the civic center of the victorious nation, Why the chariot will be running around the um, civic center, the king or the general of the other nation was being pulled around, it is uh, spoiling and making an open show. It's one to spoil, but if you can't make an open show, it means that the enemy may regroup again and come back against you. And this is what was done in those days. They will make sure that they cut off the big toes of that king and cut off the bigger thumbs or the thumbs of that king. Do you know why? That king, even if you leave him to say fight, he will not be able to stand, neither was he going to be able, or will be able to handle um, sword. That is what Jesus did to the devil. Are you still here? If you go to Ephesians chapter 1, 19 20, the Bible tells us about the exceeding greatness of the power of God that has been exhibited to us in us and to us world, He says it's according to the working of the mighty power of God. He says He wrought that power in Christ at resurrection. There is this mighty power that raises us from the dead. That power is not only at work to us world; it's also at work. In us word. Now he say he raised him from the dead by this power that is immeasurably great. He didn't just raise him, he sat him at the right hand side of Majesty, far above all principalities, far above all powers, far above all dominions, far above. Every name that is named, not only in this world, but even in the world that is yet to come. And he brought all things under his feet, and made him to be the head over all things, for the sake of benefit of the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all things in all. I want you to understand, I won't go into details because... I'm not entered into what we are here for. I want you to understand that when Jesus was raised to the right hand side of God, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 says, We, we are all exalted together with him. And we are seated at the right hand side of majesty in companion with our Lord Jesus. And so when all things are under his feet, i want you to know that all things are not under his feet as in his feet all things are under his feet in his body the church is the body of jesus the feet and the hands are located not in the head if you see a child with the hands and feet on the head something is obviously wrong and so when all things are under his feet all things are under the church because the church is his body. Are you see here? I want to let somebody know that the battle is not a battle where the devil carries a sledgehammer and knocks you down. Even one place in chapter five of First Peter, if you read seven, eight, nine, where it was said that he goes about like a roaring lion. I want you to note: it is like a roaring lion, not that he is one, but that's not the point. I was telling some people yesterday. I said, if the devil was so powerful to kill me, you know, one day I came from an idolatrous home. My father being a native doctor, we sat a lot of powers of darkness. There is this particular one that was so powerful. One night I decided I wasn't going to pray. I just, I laid down and said, if you can, I'm not praying tonight, come and kill me. I slept. They tried. But I have come to a place where I know that by the authority I have in Christ, there is no weapon formed anywhere against me that prospers. Any tongue that even tries to rise against me in judgment is already refuted. This is my heritage because I'm not just a servant. I am a son. And my righteousness is not of me. My righteousness is from above. Hallelujah. So let me say quickly. When the devil roars, it is not because he has power. It is because he has no power. It is empty vessels that make so much noise. The noise he makes in rallying is to intimidate you into fear. Because I am going to the strategies of the devil quickly. The strategy of the devil
1: is to simply deceive you into thinking that he is who he is not. So when he rise, Maybe by a little bump you
0: saw in your head. Fear and intimidation and terror catches you. You are wondering whether it's going to be a tumor. Will it be benign? Will it be cancerous? And as he saw the seed inside you and you begin to meditate on it, you give him the whipples by which he will hurt you. He doesn't hurt you straight. He hugs you from behind the curtain. I want to show you scriptures. If you go to Genesis, you will discover in Genesis chapter 3 that the devil came to fight the family of God. Please, the first spiritual warfare happened in Genesis. If you want to take the history of spiritual warfare, It happened in Genesis chapter 3. In Genesis chapter 3, the devil, that old serpent, the dragon, he came to the gate, and there was no man at the gate. But meanwhile, the Bible tells us in 28 verses of the book of um, Isaiah that men should turn the battle at the gate. So when he saw the woman at the gate, And the battle ensued. He did not win by bringing a sledgehammer. She won by suddenly deceiving the woman. The power of Satan is rooted in deception. The power of all the enemies you will ever fight or you have been fighting. Is rooted in deception. Simple. And one way he deceives you is to bring you to a point where you will begin to doubt the word of God he knows that as long as you are in agreement with God and his word that he was already defeated and so the question will come, did God say did God not say if you eat this fruit will you die, will you not that kind of question that brings they matter to your mind. And when it arouses doubt in your mind, you have already given him a leverage to attack and defeat you. It was when she began to see the fruit was good for food, she began to know, desirable for wisdom, and began, when she got that point, she has already, like Peter, looked away, from the source of victory. And uh, as she looked away from the source of victory. She began to sink, And definitely the family of Adam sank. It has not changed. Satan's strategies remain the same up to today. The word of God says by the stripes you were healed. The devil tells you but what of that thing on your body? What is he trying to do? He
1: is trying to get you to begin to doubt the word. The word says he supplies our needs. The devil
0: says, "But the school fees is coming. The, the school will soon reopen. You don't even know where to get your this or that." What is the battle about? Battle in your soul. I want somebody to note. Because we are going to find out more. If you go to that verse 11 of chapter 6 of Ephesians. Remember that it says that the reason you will put on the whole armor. Is to be able to defeat what? The wiles. What do you understand by wiles? They are simple deceits. If you also go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. The Bible tells us. It was also by deceit. He says, Do not allow yourself to be deceived the same way Satan deceived Eve. In Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse eleven, he says, We are not ignorant of all the all the wiles, all the devices. So overall The devil has no power over the youngest Christian here. His power over you is the power of wiles, deception, deceit, trying to lure you
1: away from where you should be focusing. Yeah, the Bible says, let every man be a liar,
0: but let God be what? Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not a jot or a tittle from the world. For the word that I speak unto you,
1: they are spirit and they are life. Praise God. I want to go forward to say that this strategy of the devil
0: can be employed in your relationship with your wife let me say to you the devil has demons he has military very well organized also if you read rejoiners book the final quest you discover the fourth chapter is on what he called i won't go into details what he called the hearts of hell are marching. they were marching in divisions just like any military organized military can match in divisions the foremost division, because he couldn't even see to the end of that military. But the foremost divisions were carrying different banners. Banners of pride. Banners of unrighteous uh, uh, judgment. Banners of jealousy. Banners of, um, banners of uh, what he called um, uh, selfish ambition. Banners of... Um, that respectability. This is our ju- just reading from that book. Okay, these were the banners that we are carried. Then there were smaller scouts. That we are named after, uh, after some vices like um, rejection. Vices like uh, unforgiveness. Vices like lust and all. These are demonic scouts.
1: And they are sent after you and me. And when they come, they can cause impatience
0: in a family. They can, cause, they can cause a woman or a man to begin to think, my wife is unfaithful, my husband is unfaithful. And you begin to meditate on these thoughts. And before you know it, it creates a strain. And when there is a
1: greater opening, it might even lead to what you wouldn't believe. It can happen in a person's life. It can happen in a, in a
0: business. It can happen in a ministry. It can, the devil can invade your mind, the chambers of your thoughts to the point where you will be overwhelmed. And the weapons they carry also far. When they carried their sword, their sword was called intimidation. What do you understand by intimidation? When the devil carries his sword against you, he intimidates you into thinking that you are not even qualified. He intimidates you into meditating on the
1: fact that this life is useless for you. He can intimidate a Christian into committing suicide. The spears they carry are called treachery. They bring
0: you to a point where you can betray. You are no longer
1: sure of God. It betrayed God. They carry small, small arrows named after
0: various vices, accusations, false accusations, fault finding. They carry some of them, fault finding accusations and the slander and all that these are the things they inject into your mind they inject into your thought. they fill your imagination with them that's why the battle is not actually out there the battle is in here is anybody, I'm going
1: to the battlefield now the battle is not out there the battle is in there my dear, there is no battle you win. You will win
0: until you win it in your mind. Until you win it in your imagination. Until you win it in your thought life. The devil has specialized in developing strongholds in your mind. We call it stronghold of the mind. Let me give you one example in, I had in song. We hear it in song i have made you too small in my eyes oh god i have believed in the lie of the devil that you are unable to
1: is a is a stronghold the more serious it becomes the more difficult it will be to pull it down strongholds are like castles They are where the
0: devil has deposited things that are completely contrary to the word of God into your mind, making you to believe in what is completely a lie. Cancers cannot be healed. This one cannot be dealt with. This one, this one, my dear. These are the strongholds, and your victory will start with what seeing you are wrong. Because that song continued. Uh, but now I see my wrong. If you don't see your wrong and you think of uh, arrogating uh, strength and power to Satan, you are only being deceived into defeat. There are different strongholds. I'm not going into them. I'm talking about the stronghold in your mind. I want you to think are there some children? The devil has deceived you into thinking they cannot be recovered. Somebody has gone the way of taking substances of addiction.
1: By the grace of God, I have delivered to mad people. In the past few years. Because there is nothing that your God cannot uh, do. when you separate your problems into the impossibles and into the possibles
0: the devil has established stronghold
1: in that area of your life inside your heart or mind casting down imaginations imaginations is what seemed
0: to happen to me a few days ago and you'll be also over prayer meeting. I saw myself. I saw where on accident This is vain imagination. Because you shall live and not die. Because the world says with I will satisfy you with long life. I will make you to see my salvation. Your life is not in the hands of any power anywhere. Not even your, you know, God. Somebody told me, uh, the person doing some work for me at home, says, nee my property, I laughed. So what do you want me to do? To pray about it. Even if all the demons in our together, if I don't want to pray, I'll sleep. If I pray, it's to hug them, to damage them, to, dish, to deal with them why because the stronghold of the devil concerning certain issues have been uprooted in my life since i have been crucified with jesus nevertheless i live yet it is not me that lives it is christ that lives in me the life you see brother simon living in the flesh i live it by the faith of the son of god who loved me and died for me don't allow imaginations from hell to keep home mind. You are allowing the devil to do it. You have
1: power, you have power to pull it down. Let me hurry. Now, weapons of our warfare are not carnal.
0: My dear, if the devil is deceiving you into praying that any human being will die, Because that person is your enemy. I want you to note that you are already defeated before you started fighting. Because the weapons are not carnal. Because the enemies are not... uh... So why do you kill human beings with your prayer? Why do you want anybody created in the image of Jesus to fall and die? Are they your enemies? Brethren, I have had the opportunity of praying for people that hated me. When I was an undergraduate, or a little before I entered university, I was already laying hands on young people in my town, in my home church. They were getting baptized in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, going on on, uh, on evangelizing, getting people healed and all that. And God was helping us. The catechism in the church began to, uh, I became the topic of the preaching. He said, I was wearing charms. You know, my father was a native doctor. And so, that if you... They follow me home, that I must be having some charms on my way. That was why miracles were happening. One day, God showed me that this man was going to die. I started three days fasting and prayer. Do you know what? Why? that he may not die I so prayed and fasted for this man, one day God took me to Amos. Um, I said for his three transgressions please you'll find it in Amos, and for four, I will no longer forgive, that kind of uh, word he later was transferred away from my town, eventually when he was in another place, one night I had a dream, where this man was carrying this uh, OG a cat is carrying I was using it. I was following him. I said, Sal, repent. You'll say I have an opportunity. And I woke up. Two days later, I learned that he vomited blood and died. Do you think I was happy? I wasn't. My dear, I will tell you the weapons of our warfare. The weapon, the greatest of our weapon is the weapon of love. Love your enemies.
1: Do good to those that despise you and faithfully use your name. Do you know one quality of love that
0: makes that the most powerful weapon? Does does anybody know? Because love never fails. Praise God. Another weapon of our own warfare is the weapon of the word of God understand me some of you will be thinking i'll be talking about quoting the word no i am talking about meditating on the word until for everything that the devil will shoot in form of an arrow there is a word that rises from within you in order to quench it is anybody i'm not talking about quoting bible you will quote Bible, but it's not quoting Bible from your head. I am talking about given time, given time, making the Word of God something you've never done before. Until you take the Word of God and begin to feed on it with intention, intentionally feeding on the Word with the with the view of allowing the Word to completely possess you. Smith Wigglesworth was a man that lived this kind of life. I'm talking about. He was uneducated, so what he did was that he could only read the Bible, and so he read the Bible all his life. He read so much so that he was not considered completely dressed without a Bible in his pocket. And no matter the company at which he was traveling, every 15 minutes or 30, he would stop all of you and share the word of God. Because he wouldn't be distracted. This was the same sword that one day he had a noise in the downstairs, in the sitting room, and he came down to find out what was going on. When he came down, it was the accuser of the bread himself, Satan the devil, that was actually in the sitting room. Do you think he... Panicked, began to bind him. He just turned back and said, Okay, me may see him arrange my seats properly. And he asked, I went here has a make sure it is the way you, you saw it when you came in. He went up and lay down and slept very well. We go saw, saw an Anglican curate who had no two legs, he was an amputee. He was using prosthetics. Say, Tomorrow go and buy a pair of shoes. He wasn't praying. The next day the man went to the shoe shop with, the, with uh, the help of what he had. Said, I need a pair of shoes. They said, which color, which size? Because he didn't have uh, feet, he was thinking. He says, the man saw what was actually on him and said, we cannot help you here. I said, don't worry, I need color black, size 8. He paid for color black, size 8 of a pair of shoes. Removed his prosthetics and a brand new leg followed. With a size 8 fitting. He removed the other one. A brand new leg sprouted with another size 8 fitting. Let me say it again. The word of God is like when a man went into a field and scattered some seed. Listen to me because this will end here. He scattered some seed in the field. He slept and woke up. He slept and woke up night and day, night and day. And the seed did what? Sprouted. He did not know how. For the earth will naturally bring forth harvest. It will grow up. First, the blade. I'm quoting a scripture. Secondly, the head or the ear. And thirdly, there must be a full grown corn or maize in that ear. That's the word of God. You can't begin to sow the word about health in you, and it will not one day give you defense against every disease. You cannot begin to sow the word of God about righteousness and holiness and freedom from immorality, loss and, uh, and, and every kind of unclean. You cannot begin to sow such word. And one day it will not grow up and give you holiness in your body because the grace of God that brings salvation appeared to all men but he didn't give us power for licentiousness. Are you seeing here? It teaches us that we can say no to ungodliness, unrighteousness, worldly loss, and in this life, live holily, righteously, soberly. In this present life, it is here. But some of us have concluded, I cannot do away with unforgiveness. I cannot do away with lust. I cannot do away with pornography. I can." I think to a persona I have one, They says that when you keep looking at some of these things, you are planting a time bomb. You may have forgotten. It's a time bomb. You are destroying your life. Not because the devil is more powerful. Not because Satan is greater. Not because you have agreed with the devil. Agree
1: with the way of evil. Gives the devil power over you. This is your day of deliverance. I'm rounding up. Apart from the word of God,
0: praise and worship is a weapon. I will explain why. True praise or worship actually is a word of God in a song form. Are you still here? That's why when you are being overwhelmed by certain thoughts, some people are overwhelmed by even suicidal thoughts. I finished ministering somewhere at a bag at St. Peter's. Somebody came to me because I gave a word of knowledge that somebody was contemplating suicide. This young man came to me and said, Sir, I was that person. I came from far. I'm not part of the church. I came to tell my, uh, my spiritual mother and father. I, I think um, the godparents were in that church. I came to just say the last bye-bye to them. I decided that when i leave now
1: i'll go and commit suicide this is thought there is nothing that makes you want to commit suicide
0: except you have meditated on the food he was feeding you i mean the devil until that food became a stronghold in your mind praise god so when you praise and worship what you're actually doing is that by praising God and worshiping God. You are turning the word of God into melodies that you don't even know how it filtered into your mind to also form a spiritual stronghold. There is a stronghold of the devil. There can also be a stronghold of the word of God in the heart of a man. go is an example. And many people are attempting it now. Another weapon of our warfare let me say is the blood of jesus i said the blood of jesus too because by the time you will be saying i was redeemed not of corruptible seed but of an incorruptible seed which is the blood of the lamb as of a lamb without blemish as i begin to say in him i have my redemption through his blood the remission of my sins when i begin to say by the blood i have confidence to enter the holiest of all when i begin to say His blood is the blood of the New Testament, shed on the behalf of many for the remission of sins. When I begin to say, if you walk in the light as is in the light, the blood, you are fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus is all cleanses you from. What am I doing? I'm pleading the blood, but what am I doing?
1: I am still using the word. You see the Bible I'm quoting. Praise God. We are going to pray shortly. I want to let you know that
0: you have been given all things that pertain to God, godliness and to life. The Bible tells me that the smallest, youngest Christian can deal with the devil. And I can give you four scriptures quickly. James 4 verse 6 says, Resist the devil, he will do what? He will stand. He will hear stand." This side shall follow them than believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. Is it not in the Bible? the Bible? The Paul says, do not give the devil a chance. Why? Because you have the power not to give him a chance. You also have power to give him a chance. Peter said, your adversary the devil goes about like a rally lion, seeking whom he may. It's no will. It is may. He needs your agreement to devour you. Now he said, resist him. All these are telling you that even though we are in a warfare, this should actually be one-sided warfare, where the victory is decided on our part. But because you need to cooperate, God cannot force you. God cannot handle your will and twist it. Otherwise, he would have made all of us robots. You still have your will. You can decide to cooperate with the devil and decide to stay away from God. That was exactly what he did. When they came to Jesus with the same uh, manipulation, did the devil succeed? Now, you don't belong to Adam if you are a Christian here. To who do you belong to? Let me say you belong to the second Adam or the last Adam. Because the first Adam failed. The last Adam succeeded. And we are... Of one family with the second other, I say I am not ashamed to call them brothers because God is not ashamed of you Jesus is not ashamed of you we belong to the same family the same father the same spirit the same power that raises us from the dead so why not rise and claim your victory in Christ shall we pray I want you to pray one two three prayer points and I'll be done number one Ask God to give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him and of his word. Pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. That you know what is the hope of his calling and what are the glory of the riches of his inheritance in the sense. That you may know what is that exceeding greatness of his power. In you and to us, we are believers. There is this power in you and me. This power can destroy cancer. It can destroy sicknesses. It can destroy liver diseases, kidney diseases. It can destroy HIV and AIDS. It can destroy every disease of the blood. You can begin to rise up if you like on your feet and begin to claim that which is yours in Christ. You are more than a conqueror. You are greater than your enemies. You are not a weakling. You are not a failure. You are not a loser. You are a winner. You are a winner. You are a winner higher than all your enemies. Begin to pray in tongues now. Spiritual warfare is first forth in your mind. Then you can fight the outside enemy. We can deliver others. We can set others free. We can lose others. We can free them. Begin to free members of your family now. Are there people in your family? There are something that question mark here and there. Begin to do deal with them now. Begin to uproot. Every tree God has not planted in the mind and heart of your son or daughter. Every your business, in your ministry, in your life, in the life of your daughter or son, in your grandchild's life, in your grandson's life, granddaughter, even the life of your in-laws. Can you begin to bring the power of the devil? For greater is he that is in you, than he that is in the world. You are more than a conqueror. The Lord is with you. You cannot be conquered. You cannot be defeated. You cannot be defeated. Arise and shine, for your light has come. Arise and shine. The glory of God is upon you. Every sickness in this house, let's begin to command it to go. Every disease in this house, whatever you are, begin to take authority. There is power in your word. That word is the word of God. The ones who speak as spirit and they are alive. The ones who speak as spirit and they are alive. Begin to declare healing and deliverance upon every part of the body, no matter what is called. Let whether the person is here or not no matter where they are begin to decree healing deliverance upon the kidneys, upon the cardiovascular system, upon the bone, upon the necks upon the transvertebral discs upon every part of the body See, we are healed. by the words of Jesus. We are begin to rebuke every demon, every ungodly demon, every overpowering of the spirit of loss. To come, release businesses. Any money that is owed you, anywhere, release them. Are there members looking for jobs? Well-paying jobs. Release jobs. Release opportunities. Release jobs. Release opportunities. Are there those looking for admissions? Release admissions. Release service. For visa. Looking for visa. Release favor. Opportunities for visa. Are they those looking for children? Command the fallopian piances to open. Command every area that is hindering productivity, fertility, to give way to to fertility, to fertility, to fertility, to fruitfulness, to children. Round up now. Can we begin to round up now? Our prayers are in Jesus' name. Our prayers are in Jesus' name. Can you either stretch out your hand or lift it up? Father, who so stretch your hands or lift it up. We throw down all the blessings of heaven. We throw down all the blessings of heaven. We throw down all the blessings of heaven, blessings of heaven. in every area. As it concerns any family here I said in every area As it concerns families here In the name of Jesus I release healing I release deliverances I release opening of doors I release the treasures Hidden treasures I release the riches of secret places In the name of Jesus Amen and shine, for your light is here. Arise and shine, for the glory is risen upon your family. Arise and shine, for men shall come to the rising of your light. In the name of Jesus.